Welcome, everyone, to Election Profit Feelings, your guide to crying and making money, or maybe laughing and losing money, or maybe if you're really lucky, smiling and breaking even. I'm your host, David um, Reese. I've decided to take my last name. And uh, I'm joined by my two friends, John Kimball. Hi, John. Hey, hey, David. How you doing? I'm great. And Starly Kine. Hi, Starly. Hi. Well, as some of you may know, we're approaching a huge election. Word on the street, this is one of the most important elections of our lifetime. This election could determine who's the next president of the United States, as well as who controls the Senate and House of Representatives, in addition to other state and local governments. John Kimball, have you heard about the election and how are you feeling? Uh, I have heard about it. I've been following it, um, feeling excited and nervous. My nerves are a little frayed as we come down here to the to the end. Starley Quinn, Queen of Chaos, newly minted predicted addict and electoral college fiend. How are you feeling about this election? Um, I'm I'm feeling worried that we're not more worried. I hear that. Okay, that's interesting. That's indicative of a certain mindset, a certain sensibility I can relate to. Now we'd like to do a quick exercise with our listeners. This has never been attempted before on election profit makers. I'm going to count down from three, two, one, and then I want everyone listening to this podcast to say out loud the one word that best describes how they're feeling about this election. Three, two, one. Now reflect on the word that you just said what it indicates about you, your current state of mind, and whether or not that's the feeling you actually want to be having about the election in 2020. Maybe there's a different feeling you'd like to be having. If that's the case, may we here at Election Profit Makers World Headquarters suggest that you do everything within your power in the next week or so to make sure that those other feelings come to the fore. Maybe do some phone banking or some talking to friends or relatives who might not know how to vote or where to vote or for whom to vote. Heaven forfend, if I may quote the great Tim Gunn. So let's all just make sure that on the day after the election, when we say our one-word exercise about election-related feelings, we're all saying nice, happy words. That's my advice to everyone. I'm sending that out with pure intention through my microphone from my apartment right now. John, bring us up to speed on everything that has happened. Uh, We had a debate last week. You know, we talked about that debate and... We did a good job talking about it. We did. We talked about it before it happened. You made some predictions. I predicted that Donald Trump would do much better than his first debate, which he did. Uh, And I also said that I, I didn't think it would make that much of a difference. And so far, it hasn't. All of the polling shows that Biden won the debate and... Uh, there hasn't been any significant tightening since then. So I feel I feel good about that. Especially because Trump did he did as well as he could in the debate. He behaved in the debate. So if something was gonna happen, it would have been from this. I was relieved after it was over because as I said last week, I, I felt that that was his last big shot to change the direction of the race. Now, still something could happen. We could have some crazy terrorist attack or uh, Biden has a health scare or something in the in this final week. 
But I, I just don't see anything that Trump or the Trump campaign can really do to change the direction of where we are right now. The question is, where are we? Are we where we think we are, which is Biden up significantly, or is Biden only up uh, a small amount? That's that's where the anxiety comes in for me. I think your response to that question depends on whether you remember the 2016 election or not, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember it. I was asking Sam, our friend, how Beckett is feeling about the election. Beckett, the tiny centrist, the thimble-sized Thucydides <laughs> of the uh, history of uh, Biden fan, <laughs> the pint-sized pundit who rule <laughs> the playground pontificator. <laughs> the George Stephanopoulos of the uh, of the uh, middle school populace. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so what what's Beckett feeling? Sam said that Beckett is feeling enthusiastic, but he thinks that's because Beckett was not traumatized by the 2016 election. What Beckett wasn't alive then? I mean, he was here. No, he's more than four years old. <laughs> but I just think he wasn't. I don't think he was quite as invested in the 2016 election as those of us who are a little older were. And he didn't and he didn't vote. It was the ritual of going, casting your ballot, feeling like it was. Well, we've certainly put a nail in that coffin. (laughs) I hope Donald Trump (laughs) and all would be fascists have learned their lesson for they have been they will be defeated by my vote for Hillary Clinton. This is my fight song, my very right song. We're going to crush you every day. And then our biggest problem after that was just like, which which house, which party do we decide to go watch the election results in? Uh, yeah, Beckett didn't have any of that. It's a big difference. Yeah. So I guess the question everyone is asking themselves is, am I crazy for feeling confident again? Or if I just not learned my lesson and there's going to be another horrible stomach churning, crushing, enervating defeat on election night. Now, John, you insist this time it's different. You always say, Davey, this time it's different. But the polling could be wrong. All these states that are so close were all so excited because Biden, a new poll came out. Biden is up by three in Texas. All Trump has to do is win all these southern states by, you know, a handful of votes. And it's like it doesn't matter what what the margins are. Right. Yeah. All he has to do is win all the ones that we think are close. Right. Texas and Georgia. And should we talk about the elephant in the room? Florida. Florida. <sighs> yeah, Florida. 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 Florida, Florida, Florida. As the, oh, uh, Florida. You can feel the weight of it, right? It feels like a, a brick that we have to carry around with us everywhere we go for the rest of our lives. It's like an X we can't shake. Why does everything always come down to fucking Florida? It's barely in the United States. It truly looks like it's like straining and reaching to escape the continent. Like, let it go, man. Just Mm -hmm. go away, Florida. Florida, we respect all our Florida listeners, and we know all our Florida listeners are voting and getting out the vote in Florida, but come the fuck on, Florida. What the fuck? Since 2000, everything depends on you, Florida? John, explain the Florida situation. Okay. I do not believe, first of all, that Florida will be the tipping point state. I still think that's Pennsylvania, but- Florida is going to have a huge part on election night. If Biden is to win Florida, he is over 99% likely to win the election. If Trump wins Florida, all bets are off suddenly. Because the way the states are aligned in the, the order that they fall, if Trump wins Florida, it means it's extremely likely that he wins Georgia and North Carolina 
and possibly Arizona. And then at that point, all he has to do is win one of those Rust Belt states between uh, Michigan and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. So if Trump wins Florida, he's still not favored, but he's in it. He's got like a better than one in three chance all of a sudden if he wins Florida. And the, and and the reason Florida is this bellwether is not like you're not saying that if Trump wins Florida, his odds go up because Florida has so and so electoral college votes. You're saying that demographically, the conditions in which he wins Florida suggest that well, those same types of conditions and those same types of people also live in all these other states. Absolutely. That is how it has historically been. The big question is, is it possible this year that North Carolina and perhaps even Georgia could be to the left of Florida? It's hard for me to imagine, but I guess there is a possibility that Trump wins Florida and then he ends up losing North Carolina or something like that. And North Carolina is the same way. If he were to lose North Carolina, he is 99% likely to lose this election. What? Okay, this is a different kind of year. This is a different kind of election year. Are there factors that happen this year, pandemic-related factors, that will make it so that the states that normally um, vote together as a group will splinter off and like they they won't indicate that they all fall. Yeah, I think that's a good point that you bring up the fact that it's hard to look at, say, the early voting or maybe even the early results that come in on election night and say, oh, well, uh, we can compare this to how things went in 2016. The election's just not going to be comparable in any way because of how much early voting we've had. And that's why, you know, in 2016, the New York Times had the famous needle that we all followed online, which was showing us, you know, who was going to win. And, uh, you know, it bounced back and forth and, and eventually started heading towards Trump. That was terrifying, right? I love that needle so much that I got a tattoo of it after. <laughs> <laughs> just so I would never forget it. <laughs> Did you leave well, the, you just got the face of the needle, but you can draw in the needle every morning with the Sharpie, depending on how you're feeling about the election. Yeah. It's how I gauge my anxiety. Uh-huh. But the good news is there's no needle this year. They've said we can't do the needle because we have no idea what it would do based on all this early voting. It could be extremely off. So we're going to be flying blind when those uh, results come in. And has early voting started in every state? I think it has now. New York is one of the last states where it starts, and, I, and it started in New York in the last uh, few days. Yeah. Uh, right now, you've got uh, California, Florida, Texas, and North Carolina are the four states that have the most votes in. And I believe it's North Carolina and Texas that have the highest percentage of votes compared to the 2016 turnout. And Texas is just off the charts in terms of their turnout right now. Yeah, what's going on in Texas? Texas is kind of bumping right now. It's Mm -hmm. going crazy. It's going bananas. Yeah, just huge turnout. Uh, You know, can Biden win Texas? Yes, I think he can. Is he going to do it? I don't know. I don't think there's any question that it's going to be close, you know, within a point or two. Some of the polls come out that, that have had Biden ahead. I think the New York Times came out with one this morning that had... Trump up by three or four. But I think I think Texas is going to be close. And early voting, the general assumption is that if you're voting early, you're voting Democrat. You're voting for well, Biden, right? I mean, it depends how you define early voting. Is early voting early in-person voting or uh, does voting by mail count as early voting? I think Democrats are dominating the vote by mail 
But in places like Texas, uh, lots of Republicans are voting early. And even in North Carolina, lots of Republicans are, are voting early at much higher rate than they did in 2016. So if these were comparable elections, you would look at it and say, oh my goodness, the Republicans are crushing they're voting at such a higher level of early voting than they did in 2016. And we all know that Republicans generally vote at a high level on election day. That means Republicans are going to win. But we can't compare this to 2016 because lots more people are early voting. I still think Republicans are going to vote at a higher rate on election day than Democrats, but probably not at a two to one advantage like in the past, because I think lots of Republicans are also scared of the coronavirus and, yeah. and are voting early. Sellouts. It's just, we, we don't know anything <laughs> about the early vote right now. It's really important not to read too much into the early vote. Okay. All right, let's not talk about it anymore. Okay, well, good, but, good. Except I, I, I put in, I voted. I dropped off my ballot. Oh. I got the ballot checks. Ballot checks? Ballot tracks. Email saying it's been counted. Right. And David, have you voted? Yeah, I voted. I dropped it in the uh, post office box at the post office. I want a ballot tracks for everything. Right? It's such a relief. I got a text from somebody telling me that I could do a phone bank training with Beto O'Rourke to try to flip Texas. And I was like, you know what? I might have to sign up for that. I know Beto and I have had our disagreements over the years. (laughs) He's always undercutting my seven-inch prices on Discogs, on his Discog store. (laughs) But maybe we should put aside our our differences and I should sign up for this phone banking. Because if Texas, if if Joe Biden wins Texas, Trump is going to look like such an idiot. Right. If Trump loses Texas, he might qualify for the idiot Hall of Fame, where the trophy is just a big middle finger made out of plastic, filled with bird skulls. I might also call voters in North Carolina. I got an email this morning from um, Swing Left, and they said they're calling North Carolina, and I want to use that as a transition because what the fuck, Cal Cunningham? What happened in North Carolina? Tom Tillis is surging like a beast in this real clear politics average. Is he? Yeah. Yes. If he if he cost us is that the be- Senate. Is that because of Cal Cunningham's text, John? Is that really what it is? Yeah. I think he's still probably favored a tiny bit, but it's not like it was before. Is it really all because of the text? Can't be because of the texts, can it? So you could say, well, everyone's coming home for Tom Tillis, but that's not happening anywhere else for Republicans. It's only happening in North Carolina. Tom Tillis had COVID. Doesn't that count for anything (laughs) that he got COVID? I don't know. An extramarital affair is considered worse in North Carolina than the representative getting COVID? I don't think it's the affair. It's it's just the- hubris and the recklessness and right but that's a subtlety no 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 if they were on the fence and they were about to vote for cal cunningham something subtle like hubris is not going to be the thing that i don't know actually we are the ones who feel about the hubris no i think i have to disagree because i do feel the way john just described it's like he's fucking around like he's an asshole whatever it's like that's not gonna like i would still vote for him i'd rather but it's the hubris. It's like with John Edwards. It's the exact same thing. Like, dude, what are you thinking? And the fact that they would do that is so, I think somehow as a voter, you can't help but take it seriously. Like, I don't know why, but to me, it kind of seems like an affront to his supporters and voters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, you must think we're complete idiots if you're going around sleeping around during a tight, pivotal Senate campaign that could determine the future of like, all these vital things to our country. That's when you decide to start fucking around <laughs> with the wife of a, a disabled military veteran? 
you must think I'm truly an idiot. I understand that. And I feel like I understand that it, how it would make him look less like he should be in charge of anything, but enough to make you then vote for the Republican side. No. That's the part where it breaks down. No, I, I don't, don't think, think it's switching. Yeah. Vo- no, I don't think they're voting for Tillis. You, you think they're just not voting? Yeah. Yeah, I think it just sort of depresses people. and they. So you think they're not even going to show know. up to vote for president then because of that? Think about it this way. Think about if you were volunteering for Cal Cunningham. Oh my God. Think about if you received a call today that said, would you like to make get out the vote calls for Cal Cunningham? I'll tell you, I wouldn't. I'd be like, mm, I think I'll do it for Biden someplace else. Right. And that might have an impact, the fact that I chose not to do that. But we need Biden to win North Carolina or it would help us to for Biden to win North Carolina. So once they're already voting, wouldn't they just keep going down the blue ticket and vote for Cal Cunningham since they're already there? Maybe. Or maybe Biden won't win North Carolina. Because of Cal <gasps> If If Biden loses North Carolina, we can blame Cal Cunningham. Oh, hell yeah. I'm ba- blaming Cal Cunningham for everything. Okay. If things go south. Fucking Cal Cunningham. We got to stop with all the Cal Cunninghams. No more Cal Cunninghams. That's the, the, other, the other reason that I don't like him. He's handled his, his apology so shittily. I mean, this seems like a guy who's never apologized for anything in his life. He just seems, it just seems so insincere. Listen, we can tell everyone in North Carolina, we can tell everyone in North Carolina, please vote for Cal Cunningham, the biggest fucking dipshit asshole in human history. But please vote for Cal Cunningham, this insincere, (laughs) entitled, disgusting (laughs) creep who must be a United States senator (laughs) for the sake of all humanity. This is the election where we. We have to vote for like the system that has proven to already not be fully functioning so that we can even get to a future where we can make the changes for it to function. It's a last hurrah for the Cal Cunninghams. That's how you have to see it. But you're, if, you're, if you don't vote for Cal Cunningham this time, you're going to have to vote for him every time after this because it will never change. We have to get over the hump. We can't burn it all down. You, we, we can. We maybe can, but we can't right now. Right. <laughs> Right. Also, and if you live in Western North Carolina, North Carolina, 11th Congressional District, vote for Mo Davis over Madison Cawthorn. That race is also a little bit close. And also, I would love for Mo Davis to beat. If Madison Cawthorn loses, whoo, I'll be so happy. That, <sighs> that dude is be such amazing. a creep. I do not like that kid. Do not trust that kid. Any rich kid, all this mysterious money, oh, it makes me so mad. I won't say where his money comes from. And then he had that ad about all this racist, weird stuff. Fuck that kid. Yeah. Here's my fantasy. All the Democrats vote early. And then on election day, all the Republicans stay home so they don't vote. Say, it's not worth getting sick. I'm going to just forget it. Right. Because coronavirus is, you know, at its highest level of all time right now. Which is great. I mean, we have to celebrate the fact that coronavirus is looking as bad as ever in America. A first Mm -hmm. world country that is definitely... Firing on all cylinders. I think historians will look back on this era and say, you know, I think this is when United States of America finally became president because it was really gaining and it was acting really smart and it really had its shit together. And the nice thing is nobody was suffering. Awful. So Mike Pence is head of the president's coronavirus task force and everyone he knows Mm -hmm. or has ever talked to has the fucking coronavirus now. And Mike Pence, even though he's been in personal contact with all these people, is not going to self-quarantine. He's going to go out and campaign for the president. So I have to say, in the words of Bob Marley, it's all love, 420. (laughs) Right, John? I mean, it's it's so crazy. Yeah. (sighs) 
I don't even get excited about it anymore, though. That was the saddest part of it. I know, right? They've worn, that's how much they've worn me yeah, down. Yeah. Could we take that phenomenon that's happening and aim it at Republican voters? so that They are going to aim it at Republican scared. voters. They're campaigning to Republican <laughs> voters. Yeah. Trump was in Maine. And- Maybe the polls will just be extra crowded uh, because they waited. We'll just have to see. I think it's all I think it's going to be a huge stinking mess. That's what I think. I think Election Day is going to be a huge mess and there's going to be people intimidating voters and there's going to be people in a line and people fighting over who's wearing a mask and who's standing too close to each other in line. I'm just glad that if you can vote early, you better vote early because Election Day voting is going to be all love. It's all love. John, we're one week out. It's time for everybody to finally take their final position on Predict It to get ready to either receive or lose huge waves of money. Where are you at in your portfolio as we approach the final week of the 2020 election? Uh, I am way underwater. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Uh, I think at one point I was down like $900 a few days ago because the MAGA money has just been flowing on predicted. They have Far been from the shadows now. I'm underwater. Mega money's here. Where I'm gonna <laughs> drown right now. That's you right now. Yeah. Where has it been flooding the most? State? It's been yes, exactly, Starly. It has been flowing into those state markets. Michigan, uh, Minnesota, Pennsylvania. Um, because I think they've been locked out of that main market, the main presidential market, which has reached its 5,000 trader limit. So they've they've had to flow into these state markets like Florida. I mean, I think they they pushed Trump up to 60 cents in Florida. And yeah, yeah, Trump could win Florida. Some consider it a toss-up. But m- most of the models have Biden favored in Florida, like 70 to 30 or something like that. So um, there have been some buying opportunities out there if you wanted to get in. Uh, but most of the places I've already maxed out. So I'm uh, I'm going to have to wait till election night to find out if I'm going to lose everything or, or make a little money. Tell me something, boy. How much money do you have in play? Uh, Is it a lot of dough? Or just a little cause you're scared to say that you might lose. Yeah, it's a little over ten thousand. Woo so, Yeah. It if if Trump Trump were to win, would you would you, is there do you have it so that you'll not lose all your money? Yes, I will not lose all my money. But I, I'm I will. definitely going to lose. I will. Whoa. I will lose all my money. If, really? Yeah. Starley, has, you have no hedges right now? Not on him winning. Not not on him winning. Right. But you know what? I respect that. I, I almost want to set it up that way because honestly, is it going to matter at that point? Yeah. Right. I mean, yes, I will uh, need to move in with my parents. <laughs> right. Uh, but- Well, um, Trump won again, but I saved $2,000. <laughs> I have my little nest egg here to get me through the next four years. Right. I mean, we're kind of doomed if he wins either way. So might as well go for it. I'm not telling others to do that. I'm just saying that's what I'm doing. Well, no, what you're doing is hedging. I'm, I'm hedging a little, but not as much as I probably should. Mm-hmm. I, I 
can, can tell you that I am in Texas and Georgia at the moment. Those are the two states that I feel like there's some value there, that they're cheap enough. I don't think that uh, Biden is necessarily favored there, but I think as the returns come in, uh, there's a chance. But I don't have a lot of money in those states. Uh, where I have um, you know, the most money are in states that I am really confident in, states like uh, uh, Minnesota. So I consider that Minnesota investment a hedge, but in reality, it is possible that Trump wins everything and then wins Minnesota, a state that he didn't win last time, and then I and then I really will lose everything. I have all my money tied up in the electoral college market, and I'm not happy about it. Tell me something, girl. What's the scene with the electoral college market? Is it a lot of fun? It's not fun. Or is it chaos and you're on the run? How's your portfolio? What you do, what you end up doing is endlessly pouring money into it in order to hedge <laughs> <laughs> again for each market. No, tell tell everyone what you're doing. I'm, I'm loving like, this. So what do you what's what's happening? I went from like trying to reason out the numbers and think and try to figure out which market he actually had a chance of winning to now hedging and making it so I win as, as long as Biden wins in I think every market. But it means that you have to constantly like I'm constantly depositing $25, another $25 to <laughs> to even out my markets. And so I'm going to lose. I'm not winning very much. Probably the smarter thing was to invest in all the different variations of Biden winning, like woman VP, will a Democrat win? Will whoever won North Carolina win? Um, but instead I sunk all my money into electoral college market and I and I don't I don't I don't want to put more money in. I can't do anything. How much money do you have in Predictor right now, Starly? I have I have twenty six hundred dollars and predicted. Whoa, guys! You guys went crazy (laughs) because good for you. Look at how John's wide (laughs) eyes and there's a leer. He's like, good for you because once you, you, it's good. (laughs) It is meat and right. So to do, invest it all. You should have all of you. You should have all of your your uh, net worth in predicted. It's not far off. It's because it's like, well. I was going to say the presidential one at least seems like a sure thing, but it's none of it's a sure thing. None of it's is a no. sure thing. No, but Starley, you brought up a good point about, and, and I, you know, I'm supposed to be the expert uh, among us here because I've mm-hmm. had obviously more experience on predicted, but I've made this mistake in the electoral college market as well, where I've maxed out in a bunch of yes positions. And then I realized that, yeah, I'm going to make, you know, $1,000 across the board if he wins here. But then I've got, you know, $4,000 invested in there. And that's not a great percentage return compared to if you were just to invest in the Democrats winning where yeah. you would get like a 55% return. Yeah. So it becomes um, an addiction. The electoral college market is a real addiction because it because the, they the market sinks so low that when they go down to pennies, like the 280 plus, which I have said famously, Biden has no chance of getting a 280 plus margin. Now that it's down to 11 cents, I find it so hard to pass up the bargain. Oh, you have to buy that. But yeah, you have to buy right. that. Come on, you have to buy that. No, no, it's, no. It's terrible. And I don't think this is a healthy market because it's making me think that the entire country is going to go blue. And I think we, I need to caution people against entering this mindset. 
No, I mean, that's the thing about the electoral college market, which is so crazy. The popular vote margin percentage might be a safer bet because the electoral college, just one or two points in the popular vote could change a whole bunch of states suddenly flipping. So the range is is, is pretty broad. I don't like it. In that electoral college market. One of the things that I've done is, although I do think there's a possibility that Biden could win by 280 plus electoral votes, which would essentially be him carrying all of the battleground states, Texas, Ohio, Iowa, Georgia, North Carolina, uh, Arizona. I have decided that I'm not going to be in that bracket because I think that if he ends up winning by that much, I'm going to have such a good night in all my other brackets that it's okay that I end up losing a little bit or just breaking even in here. So that's that's my psychological hedge, staying out of that last bracket. This means I will then have to invest in Georgia and Texas in order to justify my getting out of the 280 plus bracket. It's awful, right? It's awful. I'm so disgusted with the two of you right now. I'm so disgusted no, with it. This is like that movie I watched, Requiem for a Dream. I've stumbled into this room, this dark room with an old stained sheet over the window, and I look in the corner. Where well, I was supposed to meet my friends here. Where are, where are Long John Silver and Starly Quinn? You guys slouched over in the corner, passing this dingy-ass needle with back and forth, tying each other off with your rubber drug hose to make your veins pop out. You're like, yeah, this is so bad. Why are we doing this? But it's so good too. Aren't we aren't we clever for doing this? Guys, you never should have done this. No. Bad for your brains. Your brains are breaking. <laughs> it does it is really hard to walk away from it now. No, the whole point of this is to put is to put our money where our mouth is. And if if yeah. we believe that Biden is going to win, then we got to put money up and we need to put all of our money up. I'm not even hedging. I'm <laughs> I guess I'm complaining because last night I had this chilling realization as I patiently waited for 10 p.m. when the mod reruns come on. I've been I've been self-medicating by watching reruns of mods <laughs> starring B. Arthur, the greatest show ever made. And now I find out last night there's only two episodes left and then the series finale. So I was in a state of agitation to begin with. And I realized last night, like, what what like what if Trump wins? He might win. What if Trump wins? What if Trump wins Florida and then a few other states and all these states that we thought were going to be so exciting because Biden might win Texas? No, Trump just wins it like he should. And then he wins. And then what happens? And Cal Cunningham is fucking dipshit loses in North Carolina. And Tom Tillis. No, but seriously, what does happen? What happens? I don't know. I cry. I don't get out of bed for a long time. I get super depressed and anxious and scared. But we did that in 2016. Yeah, yeah. but we're four years more older and weak and broken down. Like, can we handle it again? I uh, no. And we know that this is really, we know that th what people want is with the last four years. Right. Even a pandemic. They'll even put up with a pandemic that kills hundreds of thousands of people. If it means the president will still hate the same people they hate. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's so dysfunctional. No, I'll be joining Antifa the morning after. There's no question. I'm sure the Antifa organization web servers are already gearing up in case Trump wins because they're going to have such an influx for their uh, registration system, online registration for Antifa, Antifa ballot tracks. But we'll, 
we'll still have. We won't even have mod. Mod. The mod reruns will be gone. We'll have nothing, Starlet. We'll have nothing. No, but we'll still have the the AOCs. Uh, No, we're not going to have Trump wins again. The AOCs are going to be arrested. It's going to be like the. It's going to be like Saddam Hussein purging the Bath Party in Baghdad in the eighties or the seventies or whenever. If he wins, I'm not even going to do this podcast. You mean the day after? election yeah the day yeah. after yeah we oh yeah. all right yeah if trump if trump wins we're not doing our then morning it's, after. <laughs> no it's just over that's real stake we did it in 2016 and that was painful enough i'm not going to do it this time okay the, it, everything's over they'll be able to picture how we're spent what we're doing that day anyway Crying. we can just put up a thing saying play that episode right we'll just replay that yeah oh my god if there's if there's anybody listening to this podcast who's on the fence about voting because they don't believe in voting, like just do me a favor and go vote, please. Just do me a favor. Yeah, you like David for all the hours of scintillating conversation I've given you for the joy and laughter and meaning that my little bits and quirks and quips <laughs> have given your empty life. You could just pay me back. Just just please vote because God, if Trump wins again, uh, are we gonna be gaining very hard, John? Yeah, we're gonna be gaining. Holy shit. I'm going to be doing phone banking and text banking this week, like every day. For one, just to stay off predicted. That's smart. Two, Mental health, guys. Self-care. Just to feel like I, you know, ran through the tape. Mm-hmm. Because this weird this year is so weird and because we don't, because the voting is all happening at different times and because we can't see each other and because we keep being told that Biden is so far ahead, I do think there's a scary thing happening. Like the temptation to already be celebrating. Or even no, when people ask me, no, is, no, no, like no. my therapist is being like, he's going to win. Fire your therapist. Your yeah. therapist said that? Your th- no. Fuck your, your therapist no, should be fired. No. Any therapist. It, it is, oh my God. I can't believe yeah, it's not a guarantee. said that. <laughs> yeah, there's no anxiety a, management oh, happening. That's so irresponsible. Yeah. That's so irresponsible. <laughs> I love my therapist. It really is, actually. <laughs> Your therapist said, oh, he's going to win. Biden's going to win. What the fuck he are you talking about? He did casually. Wow. <laughs> he said- What does he know? <laughs> yeah. How does he know that? He's listening to what everyone else is saying. It's because no one can- It's because even my therapist can't imagine <sighs> a scenario where it's going to be okay if Trump wins. He truly can't. I see the fear in his face when we talk about Trump. Trump can win. Trump can win. It's just like rolling a six with a die. I mean, that's (sighs) and he wins. That's my least favorite analogy of yours. It's not likely, but he really could do it. He really could. And he will barely squeeze by. He's not going to win the popular vote and he's not going to win a landslide electoral college, but he'll win just by the skin of his teeth if he wins. (sighs) It's a possibility. It's a real possibility. So everyone needs to volunteer and vote. He, on election night, Ugh. if Florida gets called, should everyone just stop watching at that point? Or like if Florida goes to Trump, because I know it's it's not it's not done then. Oh God! But Please I, let that not happen. Yeah. Last night when I was moving the states in and out of the map on the New York Times website picturing them as poker chips to get my money for my electoral college markets. It really, really scared me when I started to to look at the the states that Biden does need that we still are not sure about. Florida scares me so much. I know, but he doesn't necessarily need it. He just needs those three Rust Belt 
Great Lakes, Midwestern, yes, Pennsylvania, somewhat Midwestern states. Pennsylvania is the gateway to the Midwest. Yes, it is. But even us having to live through it again, I'm really nervous about the trauma of the the election night, even even revisiting the trauma from last time, the waiting for it to come in. I I feel like people should have um, like something comforting to to turn to in between the election results coming in. Everyone should have their version of mod reruns just to like dip into while they're waiting for the results. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to watch the news on election night. I think I'm just going to wait for John to text me about whether... You're not going to watch. I don't think so. Why do I want to put myself through that? I mean, I'm not going to watch cable, but you're not going to watch, you know, the returns on Twitter. No, it's too scary. I'll wait for you to text me. Uh, I think on election night, this is my prediction as of today. This is Monday. We're recording Monday morning. Yes. A week and a day from the election. What's your prediction? There is actually a market on predicted when will the election be called? And in the rules, uh, the rules are it has to be called by both CNN and Fox. So when will either CNN or Fox be the second one to call the election? Will it be on the 3rd or the 4th Mm. or the 5th or after December 14th, something like that? I am no in all of those brackets except for the first two, which is that night and uh, the Wednesday after. I'm not sure that an official call will be made on Tuesday evening, but I think by midnight on Tuesday evening, we're going to have an extremely good idea and that if an official call has not been made that night, it will be made the following day. Maybe that's a wishful bet, but I really think that if Florida gets called, we're just going to know. If Florida and Arizona get called, we're going to know. And and they might wait you know, another 15, 18 hours to see how much of the vote in Pennsylvania comes in. But I think we're going to have a good idea. But that's only if Biden gets Florida. If Trump gets Florida, then we don't know, right? That's right. If Trump gets Florida, then my prediction is 100% totally wrong. So you're predicting right now that Biden's getting Florida. That's what you're predicting. This is your, this is this the, is your this is, wiggly way of saying that Biden's taking Florida. This is the most have. roundabout proxy bet for a Biden <laughs> win I've heard yet, John. This one yeah. is incredible. This one yeah. has like... Three twists in it. But this is a proxy bet for Biden winning. Well, I think we look at it as a proxy bet. for, But I think there's a bunch of Trump people are saying, yeah, it's going to be called that night. Oh, right. Red wave. Red wave. Mm. Yeah. They're talking about the red wave that Trump is talking about. Red wedding. The the Republicans are absolutely convinced they're going to win. Unpredicted, you mean? Unpredicted on Twitter. They believe that there's this shy Trump vote that Trump is going to win everything and more. That it is... Not going to be close. The shy Trump vote is they're just not saying anything right now, but they're going to show up on election yeah, day. I thought they, they're lying to pollsters. And that, that was refuted last time that that happened. There's no evidence that uh-huh. that has happened. I especially don't think that is ha- going to happen this time because he's emboldened people. No one seems shy about voting for Trump after the four years we just went through. That's his entire platform is that you're supposed to be proud of the things that you support him for. They're, they're here for the fight. Yeah, there was like a Trump truck rally in Beacon, New York, where I used to live, my friend told me. That's like a, such a blue little bohemian. It's crazy. I, I went for a bike ride on Friday night and I was biking through Beverly Hills because that's the only place that truly feels like home to me, <laughs> admiring all the Maseratis and, and Lamborghinis tearing up and down the street. And I biked through 
the remains of a pro-Trump rally. Like Trump people are everywhere. They're out and proud. This old couple had this huge Trump flag. They were walking back to their car and all these young douchebags in like Porsches and BMWs were honking their support. And I saw two young women approaching a restaurant and one of them was wearing a Make America Great Again hat. Now, obviously, when you're in L.A. and you see someone wearing a red hat, you're like, oh, I bet this is a clever twist on Make America Great Again. Probably says something like, yeah. make Kanye get in the recording studio yeah. again. Or like, you know, <laughs> make, a, make gazpacho tasty again, what, whatever. But that was like, no, pure 100% literal MAGA. It was like, okay, hmm, interesting. All right. I guess they're out and about. They're out and proud. They weren't shy. Oh, and I want to say one thing to whoever's making these MAGA hats. This new style where the text is like twice as big as it used to be and it fills the entire front panel of the hat looks like shit. I mean, I've never been a huge fan of the MAGA hat for multiple <laughs> reasons, but the new text style where the text is even bigger, it looks crowded, that looks truly horrible. And maybe they did that so you can read it from further away. But once again, I have to say, bad decision. Yeah, bad design. Bad design, bad decision, bad leadership, bad president. Donald Trump is a stinker. There, I said it. If it's bigger so that you have to read it from far away, it's acknowledging social distancing, which is something they don't believe in. Oh, yeah, you're right. Maybe it's progressive, yeah. Also, I can I say Mitch McConnell's looking sexy as fuck these days with that lip and those hands? Mm. Agreed, John? I know you think Eric Trump is the best kisser out of the Trump orbit, mm-hmm. but you have to admit Mitch, Mitch McConnell's giving him a run for the money in the fantasy lover department, right? <laughs> Beasel Bob. Beasel Bob. Beasel Bob. Come for him. What is Among Us, this video game that AOC was playing? Like, what what do you do in it? What is it? It looked really cute. I know. Do you chase people around? I think it's a real fad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it looked fun. Yeah. I wanted to play it. On the narrative point and click adventure game forum that I'm on to find out about new games, they talk about it. Do they like it? Um, They say their kids are playing it and they want to get involved with it. Okay. Is it a game where lots of people play? You can play strangers? I think you play can play with strangers or friends. Yeah, we should play. Yeah, we'd be really good at that. Yeah, let, maybe we should do that on election night. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah, how we should spend that. election night. John is a master of technology. There's no there's no interface that he can't immediately intuit and master. Yeah. So he should definitely mm-hmm. start playing that live to raise money. That would be good. Right. Is there anything else? I feel sick. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I didn't like talking about all that stuff. While we were t- while we were talking, John, I put more money into what? the <laughs> oh. 60 to 99 bracket of Biden because John's so happy. Because it it's really so might cheap. it's so cheap and it really right? might just be that. It really just might be what happened last year, except for the other side. It might even be the bracket beneath that one, the 30 to... 30 to 59. Is that possible? I mean, it's possible that that Biden wins the Midwest and then Arizona, and that's it. So it's possible he's going to get less of a margin than Trump got last time? It's possible. Wouldn't that suck? Yes. I want him to destroy... I know, but that's the thinking. That's why people have to protect themselves against exactly that feeling. The feeling of like, we're going to, we're not only going to win, but we're going to take it all is what I think is making people feel too safe right now. I agree. Yeah. So we're going to get, we're going to squeak by, we're going to win, but it's going to be such a squeaker. Tell yourself it's going to be a squeaker. This is great. A squeaker psych out. Yeah. Yep. You're right. It's very, very important. I mean, it really could be a squeaker. Oh, fuck and, me. and we can't survive a squeaker. Yeah, exactly. It, it will kill us emotionally to go through a squeaker. A squeaker will show us we, we, we bought ourselves just enough time to change things in a in a bigger way next time because a squeaker is going to scare us. A squeaker is going to Well, be and like, also think about this. This afternoon or this evening, they're planning to swear in fucking Amy Coney Barrett mm. 
into the Supreme Court and a squeaker is definitely going to the Supreme Court. And the whole reason they're yeah. putting her on right now, they can't be bothered to do anything else. But the reason they're literally risking inf- mass infection is so that she can be seated on the Supreme Court and then she can vote in support of, uh, you know, Trump's lawyers or whoever trying to invalidate the election. We should tell ourselves it's going to be a squeaker to motivate ourselves to get out there and do what needs to be done. But this shit cannot be a squeaker. No. It needs to be a, a squonker. I'm I'm so invested in the psychological <laughs> hedge of this is going to be a squeaker. I'm going to buy in the Dems by 3059 bracket right now. Starly, Starly's wallet is on fire right now. God <laughs> it's six damn. Cents. <laughs> six cents. It's going to be fine. Maybe. Ugh. Probably. John got scared this weekend, too. You're, you're shaken by the Florida as well. Yeah. I mean, depending on what hour it is, at any moment, I can get a little bit freaked out. Yeah. The emotional richness is one of the reasons we love 2020. Just the deep, resonant, emotional uh, satisfactions of living through this year. It's a real tapestry of the human experience, and we're just so grateful to be able to have that to um, savor. Because it's really fun and it gives you a lot of energy and you sleep really well. It really is great. And I'm glad that there's a pandemic happening so there's less distraction from thinking about these thoughts and having these feelings all the time. Oh, and also there's also this global pandemic and we're going to be the only country in the world that just decides not to deal with it. Mark Meadows was like, what did Mark Meadows say this weekend? Trump's chief of staff? He basically said we've lost. He was like, we can't control the pandemic. What are you, crazy? Control the (laughs) pandemic? It's a disease, you idiots. The disease always wins. We can't do anything about this. It's going to be like another 100,000 people dead by the end of the year or something. Yeah. It's outrageous. Uh, we'll worry about that after all right, the all election. Right, all right, okay. I mean, that's the worst part about right. it is after the election, it's like the nightmare continues. Oh, now we have to actually deal with all this shit. <laughs> 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 oh, man. I will say this to our listeners. For everyone who is uh, planning to vote this week, we will have a treat for you this week. The final episode of The Ban Wars. This is a standalone. This is a, the biggest. <laughs> we recorded the final episode of The Ban Wars. Nothing but bands. And <laughs> it was four hours. It was it's 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 longer than most feature length movies. OK, it's it's our longest episode by far. It's nothing but us grinding through these bands and losing our tempers and sniping at each other. At the end of the episode, you'll hear how much money that we all managed to raise. But we just wanted to let you know that there will be a bonus episode of Bands this week. And there was a moment when I realized the depths of John's disinterest in my career and friendship mm-hmm. that was truly yeah. stunning. True, Truly stunning. I see Starly nodding her head. So you'll have that to look forward to. Because John does not give two shits about his old buddy Dave. It's really incredible. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I still love John in spite of it all. I still come crawling back like a dog for the affection of my owner. Even though it's denied me, mm-hmm. I still crave it. John Kimball, I will always be following you around with my tongue hanging out. Okay. Hoping for just the, the slightest dollop of affection from this indifferent monster. That will come out this week. It was made with love. It is the perfect low-stress distraction while you're waiting in line to vote if you're voting in person. <laughs> I'm just, I can't believe the election is about to happen. I can't believe the election is about to happen. Good googly moo, as we used to say. Ugh. 
Election Problem Makers is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. Support Election Profit Makers on Patreon at patreon.com slash electionprofitmakers. Go to predictit.org to receive $20 in matching funds. Send your election prediction questions. And please send voice memos that are at least 10 minutes in length to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. This is Satchel. Thanks for listening. Don't forget um, that uh, you got to buy the t-shirts. Still buy some t-shirts and stuff. Everybody, please take care of yourself. Please work your ass off, but please also don't go crazy and break yourself down. Yeah. And early vote if you can, because I think it, oh, please. It, yeah. it really it helps you psychologically. And also just throw all your money into these electoral college margin of victory <laughs> mm-hmm. markets. Do that. I mean, it's the only medicine that really works. <laughs> Ask your doctor if predicted is right for you. Side effects may include bankruptcy, shame, <laughs> emotional shattering. Mm-hmm alienation from the humanity of politics. On the other hand, it may be the only thing that gives you comfort during these trying times. I don't feel like we're, John and I are the ones who should be feeling shame on our podcast about betting on presidential prediction markets. Out of the three of us. Yeah, we're just doing our job. This is our job. Lady Godiva was a freedom rider. Oh, God. The only other thing I wanted to say is I uh, would love to know where you guys stand on the theory that Melania has a body double. Mm. No. Because I'm getting very into this theory. What is the theory? Just that there's more than one Melania, multiple Melanias. Is it the same theory from last time? Did they brush off the old yeah, theory some, and yeah, bring it yeah, back? Yeah, bringing it back. Has there been a simmer of it this entire time and now it's- There has been, but David hasn't jumped on board until the last few days and it's ridiculous. So typical of David. He's like, look at this picture. That's definitely not her nose. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. That doesn't look like her. And yet- Okay, her. bye-bye, everybody. Next thing you know, David's going to be like all in <laughs> on the electoral college market. I'm going to join Eminon. It's the QAnon, but it's all about Melania. Remember, David was in on the Sarah All right, goodbye, everybody. Mm. Goodbye. <laughs> Hold it together. Get it done. Okay, bye. Bye. Wow. Bringing back Sarah Palin is brutal. It wasn't her baby, though.